Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I started this podcast five and a half years ago so that I could sit down and interview really smart people who are doing cool things. And usually I do these interviews via Skype or Zoom, but today you may hear some birds in the background. You may hear a waterfall going or, or maybe you hear some people talking because I am sitting face to face with Sawyer Lewis and she is one of the co-founders, her and her husband and some others of Leroy and Lewis Barbecue. And they have a food truck that, uh, for the time being, has been in the Cosmic Coffee parking lot. If you've ever been to Cosmic Coffee in Austin, Texas, it has an amazing uh, little area where there's, I don't know, four food trucks. And they are, I think, the signature food truck on the block because they have some of the best barbecue you're going to ever eat. And so I met Sawyer recently and I said, I have to talk to you about what you guys did starting the food truck. And now they are opening a uh, physical location that I think includes a brewery. So uh, yeah. I can't wait till that opens. So, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so Sawyer, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tom. So I came out here to meet you at the food truck. And yeah. before we got started, one of your people brought me uh, like three meats and a couple of sides, and I am in heaven. I'm going to eat my way through this interview. Uh, yeah. I want to start off with one thing. Before we get into your sure. entrepreneurial journey, they don't have brisket. Apparently on the weekends, you have we brisket. We do now have brisket on the weekends. So on Saturday and Sunday, starting at 11 o'clock, we do serve Akaushi brisket. However, in Texas, not having brisket on the menu from day one, I mean... As a Texan or a native, I mean, as a uh, adopted Texan, I moved here 29 years ago. I judge my barbecue <laughs> places on their brisket. Yeah. Well, the reason we do that, if we we'll, we made that decision for a couple of reasons. Um, first and foremost, we are living in the mecca of barbecue, right? Austin, Texas, is highly saturated with delicious barbecue restaurants yes. that are making some of the best brisket, arguably the best brisket in. America and the world and yes. state of tech, you know. So, um, and we're famous for people lining up to buy that brisket exactly. at one location. And um, while we do have that on the weekends, our concept is taking the idea of barbecue one step further to really push people out of their comfort zone. So instead of just serving brisket, um, you know, we try to push people out of their comfort zone to try our beef cheeks. Well, that's what I was talking about when I started yeah. this is I looked and just thought it was brisket because it's sliced and it mm-hmm. looks like it's got a rub mm-hmm. on it. And, like that. Yeah, and then the person <laughs> who brought it out said, this isn't brisket, it's beef cheek. And yeah. I don't even know 
Sounds like the face of a cow or it something. It is the face of a cow. So we take the beef cheek and we trim it like a little mini brisket. Uh, we season it, smoke it like a little mini brisket, and then we confit it in its own fat uh, and then slice it. So basically it looks like brisket, tastes a lot like brisket. It's a little richer. It's a little bit more unctuous. Oh my God, it's incredible. I, yeah. I've never had beef cheek and I never had until 10 minutes ago. You have to get to Austin, Texas, and you have to get to Leroy and Lewis because... Yeah, but you, it's important to know, we only do the beef cheeks Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays oh, until I didn't they know. sell out. So, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's great because, you know, we try to offer something for everyone. So, we have a lot of people that come to town and are interested in having more traditional barbecue. So, on the weekends, when we see a lot of those guests, we offer Akaushi brisket, which is basically a really lovely... Well marbled version of brisket. Um, the breed is a cross between uh, Angus cattle and Wagyu cattle. Okay. So, really, really high quality, really, really special. So, it's also taking that, you know, traditional barbecue menu item and making it that much more special. What you guys can't see is while she's talking, I'm like making the motion of keep talking, keep talking, because I'm chewing and eating everything <laughs> on here. They also have, I'm eating cauliflower at a barbecue yeah. place, and it's been seasoned. It looks like it's been barbecued, Yeah, we, we, I just want to yeah. eat like the whole head of cauliflower, and, and I've dipped it in this spicy sauce. It's awesome. Yeah, so we, um, once again, we call ourselves, um, our brand is that we're doing what we call New School Barbecue. So New School Barbecue is this idea that we are taking traditional Texas barbecue methods and then pushing, you know, the boundaries to create something unique. Um, we source all of our meats and produce locally and sustainably, which really sets us apart. And then we add in fun additions like, you know, we have chimichurri this week. We have our um, beet barbecue sauce. So um, our, our house barbecue sauce is a traditional Texas barbecue sauce, but we add beets to the mix, making it a little earthier. It's really good. Yeah, it has a nice bright pink hue. Um, we... Um, also serve kimchi with our barbecue, which Ooh, is pretty controversial. The kimchi was hiding under my yeah. side of kale. I didn't see it over there on the side. I'm going to have to go visit the kimchi. Yeah, kimchi, you know, is a divisive situation, but um, people love it. And it's really, really nice with the rich barbecue because um, it has some nice acidity. It has, uh, you know, the onion, the garlic, uh, the chili flake, the kind of ramp up, um, like the flavors of like a normal pickle. So, yeah, we call it like a our new school barbecue pickle. So were you and your husband both always entrepreneurial? What did you guys do earlier in yeah. your careers? You're well, both very young. so Yeah. But. Well, um, so, and I will, I'll back it up. And so um, Evan Leroy, Evan and Lindsay Leroy are our two business partners. Evan is the chef and pit master um, at our truck. And, you know, we do a lot of catering. So what you see here is not all that we offer. We do a lot of offsite events. In we fact, we met at an event that was yeah. put on by one of the venture capital funds here in Austin. Yeah. And you fed like 200 people yeah. who just lined up to just chow down on the and barbecue. And that's really um, what we like to do. That's, I would say that, that that's where m my experience kind of comes into play. Um, Evan, who is our, like I mentioned, our chef and pit master, he's been cooking barbecue for well over a decade now. Um, he was at Friedman's, which oh, is sure. in West Campus yep. before. Yep, I've been um, there. And when he left, he was really looking to do something on his own. Um, my husband and I at that time lived in Houston and definitely have, um, an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial spirit. We both kind of come from backgrounds of, you know, family business oriented backgrounds. Um, 
so yeah, it was important that we eventually in this line of work, it's challenging to really make a lot of money or at least have a lot of flexibility in your schedule to have a family. So the goal, you know, the long-term goal is to be able to really be able to grow this into something bigger. But, you know, the short-term goal is to be able to work for ourselves. So um, it's been great so far. So how long have you been open in this location and doing the catering? Um, So we've been open for three years, uh, starting in actually like right at this time. So we opened at the end of February, early March, right before South by Southwest of 2017. And it's been quite the adventure. What's been the hardest part of getting started? I mean, I, I've been a food truck eater. Get yeah. a load of this. Since 1982. Oh, wow. I mean, Before who, food trucks who were cool. Who ate in food trucks <laughs> in 1982? You probably yeah. weren't even born in 1982. I, I was. I was. Oh, okay. I was young, but I, I certainly wasn't <laughs> eating in food trucks. So I grew up in uh, Southern California in the suburbs of Los Angeles. Very cool. And there was a taco truck yeah. that parked on Green Avenue and Fair Oaks. If anybody listens to this, I don't know the name of it. We just always called it the taco truck because there weren't other food trucks. Yeah. And it would pull up in the afternoon about 5 o'clock. I think during the day they went around and served construction workers. And then at dinner time they opened and they would stay open from like six, 5 or 6 o'clock through like 2 a.m. So yep. this is back to when I'm 16. My friends and I would drive over. We would get street tacos. And people always just, my mom would be like, you're eating out of a food truck. Like, yeah. oh, my God. To this day I've never had a better food truck. And it's still there as of a couple of years ago uh, when my oh, father wow. died five years ago. I was out there, and one night I couldn't sleep, and my family was going to sleep, and I said, I'm going to go do something. I just got in the car, drove to Pasadena, went down Fair Oaks, <laughs> and it was the, if I'm doing this by memory. memory lane, yeah. Yeah, it was parked no longer at Green, because that's been developed into a new building, but it was parked like in the parking lot of like a storage, like one of the big storage companies where you self-store type things. Yeah. And they just pulled up in their front parking lot. Apparently, they had a deal to do it. That's and awesome. there was a line of 25 people at 10 o'clock at Man, night. timeless. Yeah, it was timeless. So yeah. I've been eating food trucks forever. <laughs> so what was the hardest part of yeah. getting into this com- now very competitive space? It's interesting. The food truck world is very unique. I actually have a, you know, a background in working in hospitality and have pretty much worked in hospitality my entire adult, adult adolescent and then into adult life. But I'd never worked in a food truck before. My husband had worked in a food, couple food trucks, um, but it's definitely a different game. I would say that it's really easy to, well, it was easy for me because I'm pretty ambitious and intense and kind of time-oriented, organized, uh, to get started, you know, to open your food truck. Um, we also bought a used truck. We actually, this, this food truck is older than our youngest employee, which is kind of funny. It has a nice, pretty paint job, and we have some beautiful, our brand is really nice, um, but... The truck itself was Smoky Denmark's truck, so we bought it from them, uh, got a really good deal on that. It was challenging to like find someone to paint such a large vehicle in a short amount of time because I really had a, a short timeline, and it was important for me to get going before South by Southwest of 2017. Um, so yeah, that, there, were, there were a couple small things to overcome, but really, I would say... In the food truck world now in Austin, it's really important to have a good space because moving the truck, especially a really old truck, is really challenging. So the first year we were open, Cosmic Coffee, where we are sitting, did not have the waterfall that is next to us and did not have these beautiful trees that they have recently bought in. brought in. Um, it was very much a construction zone. Uh, it was a dirt parking lot without any shade. And we knew that Cosmic was going to open but they were a little behind their timeline. 
And that's kind of the story of most development and in Austin, right? <laughs> or it, anywhere, yeah. Yeah, but especially here, um, you know, notoriously, if you're going to open a brick and mortar of any kind, uh, it's it's hard. You got you know, working with the city is challenging. Um, so a food truck is a really wonderful way to really get going quickly. And for, you know, the investment is... Is considerably less than yeah, if you're going to go into a building. I mean, not nothing, but it's a moderate investment, and, yeah. and certainly you don't have the long-term lease and sure. everything else. Sure, exactly. Um, but since then, uh, Cosmic did open, and you know they've slowly kind of developed, and we've developed. We've also moved into a... Originally, we had it... One thing that people don't understand is if you have a food truck in Austin, Texas, you have to have a commissary kitchen. So you have to have a place where you dump your gray water and your trash... You have to have a place where the health department knows that you're holding your food, cooking your food um, in, you know, the desired temperatures, and you have enough storage to really do that safely. Um, So we originally were doing that in a shared kitchen, and that was really challenging because we didn't have any space, um, and that really limited what we could do. Um, So two years ago, we moved into a commissary kitchen, which so now we have a full kitchen, which we share with just one other food truck group. Which is great for your catering business because you've got exactly. all the space in the world. It, it really changed the game for us. It allowed us to bring in whole animals. So we bring in whole slash half uh, hogs and we do our whole hog barbecue now. So I'm, I'm really glad we're doing this this uh, interview in the kind of dining area outside Cosmic Coffee and yeah. not there where <laughs> there's dead whole hogs. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I don't want to see dead whole People cows. People love it though. People are really into it. Um, and the goal is, you know, to eventually bring in larger animals and be able to do more of that because it's really more sustainable than just buying, you know, one cut at a time. Right. And if you have a good butcher, that's the way. Exactly. Having, having the whole yeah. animal gives you a lot of more things you can do, especially in your case where you're so creative. There's yeah. you have the whole animal. There's a lot of things you can do. Exactly. And that's another thing that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we source all of our meats locally and sustainably. And um, it's great to know where all of our food comes from. But it pushes us with that sustainable model. It really pushes us to, like you said, think creatively and also utilize some cuts that might be overlooked at other barbecue establishments or restaurants in general. So it's kind of a two-way thing. You know, it's great. We're inspired by the products that we can get. And then we get to wow people when we do something really unique with them. So one of my mottos in life the last three years has been try new things. And so beef cheek is my thing of the day. (laughs) Well, good. But uh, I definitely, you know, think that when I go to restaurants, I oftentimes will look at what do you have? Or if I'm traveling and I travel a lot, I'm I'm gone about 100 nights a year. I try not to eat in chains when I'm gone. Me too. The other night, somebody wanted to go to Cantina Laredo. And I'm like, that is so funny. We have one in Austin. Let's (laughs) go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, And I don't mind going to a chain if it's local or we don't have one in Mm -hmm. Austin. But you know, why would I go to a California pizza kitchen if I'm in Detroit? Yeah, exactly. So I, I always try to say, what does this restaurant have or what's the local thing that people like? And it's always it's always a good thing. So cheers yeah, to what I, you're doing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I love to travel. I would say that that's outside of food and beverage. That's my passion. And obviously, when you're traveling, I like to push myself to try new things and eat, eat what the locals eat. It's always great. And it's also really... It's a wonderful way to kind of dive into the culture of whatever, wherever you're visiting. So we get a lot of that here. We get a lot of people that are coming from the airport. We get a lot of people from all over. I would say at this point, at least visiting the truck during the nice weather, I would say almost, this is an estimate, of course, but I would say maybe 65% of people 
that come to eat with us are from out of town. So you have a reputation that goes beyond our, our wonderful little city of Austin. Yeah. How, did you, how did you grow that reputation? Well, I think having a story to tell is really wonderful. Uh, Evan has a really strong following as a chef and pitmaster. He's not only, like I said, he's not only doing the same old, same old. Uh, so people are always coming out and wanting to try something new. Um, we're also really lucky. Um, my fourth partner, Lindsay Leroy, his wife, is our publicist, and she has a strong background in um, hospitality PR. So she is well-connected, um, and I think Evan and, and Lindsay both had a really strong sense of community when we were going into this whole project. Um, and I think we're good at connecting with people and making a lasting impression. Sure. So, well, I'm, like I said, I met you guys, and you were there serving up at a you know, kind of a corporate event. And I thought it was delightful to hear the story of what you guys are doing. And and one of the things (laughs) that I found really interesting because we were at a sort of a venture capital technology startup thing, we got talking about that and, and you like lit up like a light bulb and started telling me about your new uh, brick and mortar location. So, so let's, (laughs) let's jump into that. What is this going to be? Is it going to be, uh, Leroy and Lewis as well? Is this going to have a different name? What is it? It is going to be Leroy and Lewis. Um, It will be a brew pub, which is really exciting. My husband is a professional brewer. Wow. He is currently the quality manager, which is basically, he runs the beer lab at Austin Beer Works, but he's also a partner here and uh, spends his nights and weekends and all of his time off uh, working with me. And, and, um, you know, he's really wonderful. His background, he brings a lot of uh, analytical data, like he's really great at taking, observing trends, and then and like using that information, like he does at work and here, to make changes um, and monitor our performance and um, really push forward to the next level. So it's great. Um, I have but, to jump in. Yeah. While she's talking, I'm eating. I'm eating kale coleslaw. I think yeah. that's what it is. It's a kale Caesar coleslaw. Oh my God. It's like every bite. I'm like, just keep talking about the store because <laughs> I'm going to finish all the coleslaw. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we can make kale tasty. Who knew? Um, but so, yeah, we, this was always kind of the goal. The, the goal was always to have a brick and mortar brew pub. Um, what goes better than beer and barbecue? Nothing. Nothing goes better. Um, and it, I think we also want to do something unique in that in that light where we are going to focus on um, serving and brewing open fermentation focused German style beers and then also do some unique things like some beer cocktails um, and some other fun stuff which actually will make it a little bit more new school. So you can come and have a more traditional beer experience or you can come and have kind of a, a cool hip new beer experience so and that's what like i said that's kind of what we're doing here with the food when so, is it going to open um as soon as possible <laughs> once <laughs> again south by southwest yeah. is in a month no no it, it will not be open by south by southwest we're still in the fundraising process which is one of the reasons that i met you at that um, event is we still are um, actively seeking investors it's a very big project and i've been um we've been blessed to be connected with some really wonderful people but a lot of our current investors are folks that have been working in the tech community for quite some time. So it's interesting now that Austin is a very tech-oriented community, it seems like there's a lot of people that are now in a good financial situation that want to be able to get involved in something that's really fun, you know, that, that they get to do... When they're away from the office. Barbecue and, yeah. and locally brewed beer. Yeah. Sounds, sounds fun. Right? <laughs> exactly. And it's all about the community. So um, we are looking forward to continuing to like expand that and 
and serve a different neighborhood and do you know where it's going to be located i do but i do not want to tell you okay okay we're <laughs> we'll, really close but we'll I, yeah. we'll we'll uh we'll we'll, yeah, we'll keep create, our eyes open yeah i gotta create some you've got the buzz here, everybody right? who's listening yeah. is like no i want to go yeah well you'll be able to you'll be able to come soon enough so just just keep following us um we do we're really active on social media what, what is your what is your favorite social media to promote said barbecue and food truck i would say that our instagram has we have like 16, 17,000 followers. Wow. That's more than I have. Well, I mean, food, it's easy. It's easy to get some attention. It's it's hard for like some guy who just talks about like, you know, networking (laughs) and potential and who does a podcast to get that many followers. It's amazing. I also don't have very many followers personally, but I spend a lot of time posting pictures of food. I'm going to post a picture of the food right after we finish. And yeah, we'll see how many likes you get. That's it's right. I'll, I'll tag it. I'll tag it and we'll, we'll go. And, uh, and yeah. actually, we're doing this interview today. Normally, my interviews post like weeks later. This should post actually today because oh, I don't cool. have a show ready to go live. So, oh, well, great. Well, I so hope this is like a live broadcast. <laughs> no, it's, there's, there's going to be no editing. It's well, just good. me chewing on cool. barbecue. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so social media has really done well for us because it allows us to also communicate actively with our guests. So if we're going to do something unique, we're going to have a different special and highlight a unique item that we might have received this week. It's a really wonderful tool. Um, and then, you know, people like to people like to see, you know, we have a lot of texture and color in our food and that really Oh yeah, helps. I'm posting a yeah. picture of this meat plate that you brought me because yeah. I don't I don't know that I've had a food experience like this in a long time. Well, good. I'm we're we're really flattered to hear that. I mean, we we hear a lot of positives and you know, that really helps when you know we're very seasonally we're very I'm, seasonal we're very it's really hard out here when it's raining and cold so. yeah this would not be where i would come if there was like a uh you know a, a 29 degree day with some no. some rain but we do now have you can sit inside at cosmic so if you wanted to come get your barbecue and then eat inside you're welcome to do that that's something that a lot of people do not know i did not know we also pack everything up to go so um but we're definitely very seasonal and it's really nice and encouraging when people are really positive. Well today's a great day. A, it's like 70 degrees the sun is day. shining the the yeah. birds the birds are chirping. So I've got more questions for you. I'm not going to let you yeah, go quite yet. Sure. But before I do, I have yeah. to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode like all of them is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. And I know that some of you who listen, you want to have your own podcast because when I run into you, you say, I've been thinking of starting a podcast. Well, if you're going to do that, don't do it unless you contact the people at Podfly Productions. They have been a fabulous partner for now. I think it's 339 episodes. I'm sorry, 539 episodes. They have been a great partner over the last five and a half years. And you can go over to podfly.net slash cool things and they have a special offer for people i'll tell you what they do all the heavy lifting and the technical work i could sit here and interview people like sawyer and eat delicious barbecue all day long maybe i'll become a barbecue cool things barbecue yeah. cool things about barbecue <laughs> will be my next uh my next podcast but i could sit here and do it all day long but as i said this is going to go up probably today i have to go speak at a conference by by three o'clock just three hours from now i'm going to be on stage she's probably wondering why i showed up at a barbecue joint in like a suit uh, it's because I have to go yeah. speak at a uh, at a conference, and while I am live on stage, Podfly is going to be behind the scenes doing all the editing and getting this whole thing posted. So jump over again to podfly.net slash cool things. So Sawyer, I call my show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Yep. What is the coolest thing you guys are doing right now, or is it the new store? Um, we're doing a lot of things, and that's something that 
is unique, I think, to us. We always try to collaborate with other people in the community. We like to create our own programming when we're a little slower. Um, right now, the most exciting thing happening starting tomorrow is we are doing what we're calling New School Barbecue University. Oh, this yeah. sounds, wait, this sounds very cool. Tell me more. Very cool. Um, so we have 30 students coming from across the United States. Uh, I would say probably 10, 12 of them are from Texas, uh, all over Texas. Coming. Are these people like professional barbecue chefs or are yeah. they people like me who are like, wait a minute, I want to learn to cook like Sawyer's husband and business partner? Yeah, um, it's actually, it's a little bit of both. So I think we have a lot of like backyard enthusiasts, a lot of backyard amateur cooks that are coming, a lot of people that are really looking to take the next step and maybe do pop-ups on the weekends or start a food truck. Um, and then we do have like a large chunk of the group is coming and they're professionals from all over. Um, it is a little bit more expensive if you want to, if you're an in-state professional, because obviously then you are our once you learn all our secrets, you become our competition. <laughs> you become the competition. Um, but yeah, so it's nice to bring in different you know, levels of people. And I think that that will create a unique community that they can also hopefully bond with each other and learn from. But it starts tomorrow night and we'll do like a welcome dinner with uh, fried chicken. Because uh, that's another thing we do. We do like a pop-up series with our pitmaster Brad, who is like a fried chicken guru. He fries chicken and beef tallow. So we'll do a, a welcome dinner tomorrow night. And then there's two days of classes we'll do a panel on sustainable meat on saturday we'll do a creative barbecue panel bringing in a couple other pitmasters from around town that are like specialized in creative recipes um and we'll do like a pickling seminar it'll be great so uh we're, this is the first time we're doing it so of course you know We'll learn as we go. Too, if you're listening to this, it's too late to go now, but yes. you could probably make the next one. So yeah. I, I assume you have a website. What's the yeah, website? Um, it is LeroyAndLewis.com. So L-E-R-O-Y-A-N-D-L-E-W-I-S.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to do another one in the summer. That's we've, awesome. We've gotten, like, we've filled up really fast. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Uh, we didn't even really get to promote it because... It filled up. Yeah, it filled up. And we want to make sure that we can accommodate the group of people that sign up. So so I have a question. So in the three years you've been doing this with your bar uh, your business partner, who is such the creative barbecue guy. Yeah. I mean, the beef cheek is interesting because I'd never heard yeah. of it. But what's another kind of weird thing? Maybe it's not regularly on your menu. Maybe it's just something he did at his house one day. Oh, what's, I love this what's question. The, what's the weirdest barbecue stuff you guys have done? Yeah, we've done a lot of weird stuff. Um we have done tongue. We, you know, that's kind of a normal weird thing we do. That that taco truck I used to go to in 82, they, had, the thing. they had tongue. They had brain. Mm -hmm. We uh, don't do brain. And I did not ever eat tongue or brain. <laughs> now they had they had, uh, they had uh, beef tacos and they had pork tacos. And I forget. They, they had five kinds is all they had. And yeah. brain and tongue, I never had. Well, but I ate the other three. Well, you try the next time you go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, trying new things only goes so far. So far? Well, um, here, I think we try to do things that are palatable. And, you know, I am the business-oriented uh, person behind the scenes. So it's important that whatever we make, we can also sell. So I think that that, you know, there is a level of approachability. If it's going to gross our customers out, yeah. we probably don't want to serve it, says the business person. Yeah, well, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of the things that uh, Evan really focuses on are pretty approachable and delicious. Especially if you can get people to look at them, right? So what? Are, so tell me, what? Yeah, are so uh, we did. He did menudo for the new year, and it was actually like the best menudo I've ever had. Um, they do a variety of different sausages, 
Um, so him and Brad both collaborate on some unique sausage, fun, you know, like a pasole sausage. I've, I've seen him have a, uh, I, Brad actually made a spaghetti and meatball sausage one time with actual spaghetti noodles in the sausage. Oh my God, that... That, it looks weird. No, because like one time my daughters and I made spaghetti and meatball tacos because they'd seen it Not on crazy. some. They'd seen it on yeah. some TV show that like the dad was home alone and he served spaghetti yep. tacos. So my kids were like, "Mom's gone, let's do that." And we made spaghetti and meatballs and we put them in in tortillas and it was awesome. So I imagine in a yeah. sausage, it's awesome. It was really great. Um, we also do some unique veggie stuff, like like you mentioned earlier. We do cauliflower, which is unique to a barbecue spot. And, and delicious. Uh, we sometimes do like smoked eggplant, like an eggplant parmesan that is smoked with cheese and marinara. Um, but one of my favorite things to highlight, which is really unique, is we do a cheddar cheesecake. So, yeah. Tell me. Tell me so more. it's like a sweet and savory cheesecake. It has a Ritz cracker crust. Uh, the cheesecake also has um, some cheddar in it. Uh, it's topped with a um, apple butter on top, and then has like a cheddar crisp. So a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds gross, but it's like cheese and crackers. It's delicious. Wow. Yeah. I can't try it now because I gave up wheat and sugar for Lent. Oh, no. Dang it. So for Lent, I gave up wheat and sugar. So I cannot have the cheddar cheesecake, but I'll come back after Easter. Yeah, there's a reason for you to come back. come back after Easter for that. So I love to ask the people who come on this show, in the world of entrepreneurship and business, who do you admire? Because we could talk about you, the barbecue truck, the new brewery for hours because you're delightful. However, I think good entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to know, when you look at the entrepreneurosphere, when you look out there, who do you say she or he, they're doing cool things? Um, I think there's a lot of people in my industry that are doing a lot of cool things. I think one of the problems in this specific industry is we don't get out as much as we want to, right? We are working. I mean, I work all the time every day. I'm here till nine o'clock tonight. Oh, so, wow. Um, and we're, we're recording this at noon and she was here well before I got here. So that's yeah, a long day. I mean, and that's a normal day. That's a normal day. Um, but I think there's a lot of people doing innovative things. I am really at this point looking to grow the business. So I am actively... Um, kind of impressed with people that are taking it to the next level. Um, I One of my former bosses, in I worked in Houston for three years. Um, there's a team, Ryan Para and Morgan Weber. They started off with one restaurant, and then they opened two restaurants that did really well. You know, I think they, they very quickly cash flowed into a, a third restaurant, which is now doing very well, and now they own like six restaurants. Wow. Um, they are, I think very passionate. Um, they're really motivated. I also have some other influences like that, you know, in Austin. Uh, and I, I'm, I think I'm at a place in my life where I am a younger entrepreneur. I am looking for more of that. I'm looking for more inspiration. I'm looking for more business guidance. So if you're out there and you uh, want to be my mentor... Well, we talk about that a lot on yeah. the show. Mentors are so important. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've talked about it too much, but I have two gentlemen who I've mentored for like seven years and people are like, how did they end up in your life? And I just, mm-hmm. one of them saw me speak. One of them I met randomly and they both said, you know, oh, would you be my mentor? They were 23 years old and both of them has excelled. They're both 30 and they both excelled in their very different careers and their friends are like, how did you get this job? How did you do this? And they go, I just have someone I can always turn to. The way they describe mentorship is having someone you can always turn to who you can tell the good stuff and the bad stuff. And there's things about their lives they're not going to tell their boss or they're not going to tell their mom, but they can tell me. And so it's like, I'm able to say, okay, you know, maybe you work around it that way or whatever. 
So I think mentorship is so important. And so if you're a, I love uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a, a, a foodie and you've done this from food truck to 20 restaurants and you're like, I've been looking for a young woman to mentor, <laughs> contact Sawyer yeah. at Leroy and Lewis barbecue. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's also really important is along the way as a young woman in this industry, there are times that are tough. And there's not as many women. There are not as many women. I mean, there are a large group of women that I think are now really coming and being highlighted and are coming together um, to really advocate for one another, which is great. Um, the birds are coming to attack yeah, we just, the food. I was going to say, <laughs> I moved the food away a little bit and the birds were like, barbecue, here we go. Yeah, but I also want to do that for other people. So yeah. a lot of the people that I have worked for me in the past or currently work for me, I try to make sure to take time and connect with them as much as possible and shelter them through their experience because sure. they are really good time. It's a really hard business. So. Which leads me into the next question because I think if you're fortunate and you're very fortunate to have a thriving food truck and, and things like yeah. that, I think that entrepreneurs need to find their way to sort of give back to the greater good. Yeah. So and I know you guys are new and you're starting out, but, but what do you guys do? Well, this is a wonderful question that kind of um, the last question leads into this. So currently I am working with an organization that was founded in Houston called All Have What She's Having. Um, and it is a female-run organization that is raising awareness um, for female health care. And it's tr like specifically focused on the hospitality industry. Because a lot of women and men um, that are working in our industry are, are under, underinsured or non-insured. Right. Um, you know, it's really challenging even from, you know, an, a business perspective to be able to, like, in our operation, afford health care for our employees, you know, or, so far. Or for yourself. I'm yeah, self-employed. Exactly. Yeah. And when I look at the amount of money that my wife and I pay for ourselves yep. and, and that we have an adult daughter who has her own insurance with her fiancé. But just us and our one daughter. Exactly. It's it has gotten so out of hand in the eleven years I've been an entrepreneur. Yeah. That it's bleeding us, and nothing is covered. We just had to go to the doctor for some yeah, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And we pay for insurance, but the deductibles are so large, and they basically go, yeah, no. Yeah. So we're working with some other community, um, like a com community clinics, uh, to create a fund uh, that will utilize basically like. We're going to raise money doing what we do best, right? We throw parties, we throw events, we're caterers, we're bartenders. So we're creating a community of people here um, that highlight women. You know, we're actually going to do an event in May that highlights eight female chefs from around the community and four, five female bartenders and female servers, some female managers, some really wonderful event people um, and come together and raise money that will hopefully then go into a fund that our volunteers can get a voucher to go and get like um, a wellness check. So that really is awesome. cool. Well, yeah. that is, that is great. And I yeah. love this question because there's so many different ways people give back. Absolutely. <laughs> but in 500 interviews, almost everybody gives back yeah. in some meaningful way. And I love that about the entrepreneur community. And I think as a newer, younger entrepreneur, I think that it's always, you know, I, I was a social worker right out of college. You know, I dabbled in like entry level social work and then worked in a restaurant on the side to, you know, be able to be pay able my to bills. Pay your bills. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I definitely am very empathetic and want to be involved in the community. And I see that there is a need for this. So I'm really lucky at this point to take a little bit of time, not too much time, but a little bit of time to devote to this new, this new thing. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, really Sawyer, thank it. you so much for being a guest here on cool things. Well, entrepreneurs thank you so doing. much for having me. I hope we, uh, next time when we, 
have our big, beautiful brew pub, you'll get to interview the rest of my crew because they're be great. amazing people. That would be awesome. Any yeah. last words for the audience? No, I mean, make sure you come and check us out. Once again, <laughs> we have Beef Cheeks Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Whole Hogs, some creative sausages and sides, and then um, come out for the Yakushi brisket. This place gets crazy on Saturday and Sunday when the weather's nice, but come sure. ha- grab a Grab a boozy coffee and a, a beer, and come they do have a boozy bit. coffee over yeah, at Cosmic that's like Coffee, their, so that's, that's really their good. Cool yeah. thing. <laughs> it, it, they are cool. We should we should interview them. Yeah, and they they, all, they should yeah, be the next interview on them. Cool yeah. Things Entrepreneurs do. All right, thank you again for being yeah, here, and thank, thank you to you. everybody who tuned in. I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this show? There'd be no reason. So make sure that you come back every Tuesday and Thursday because I always try to have interviews with really cool people. You know, like we just did, like like Sawyer Lewis, very cool. And uh, I think I'm going to start a new thing where I go and and let people give me food while I interview them because this was awesome. This great idea. I've never I've never sat down and ate (laughs) while I'm doing the interview, and now I'm like, what other what other restaurant tours? That's right. What other restaurant tours can I interview? That's great. Because if this is the way it goes, uh, this was a delicious meal. So make sure that if you're local, you run out to Leroy and Lewis. Uh, or if, if you're coming in from out of town. If you're coming in, check yeah. them out online. You can yeah. take an Uber straight from the airport yep. right to Cosmic Coffee yep. and eat this barbecue. Uh, but in the meantime, like I said, come back every Tuesday and Thursday for uh, really interesting interviews. We're going to be back in a couple of days with somebody just as cool as Sawyer. I know you're thinking, how is that possible? <laughs> but it's true. But in the meantime, go out there. Make sure your ladder's against the right wall. Try some new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.